The Big Small Business Show is proudly brought to you by Saika. Choose a difference maker, choose a chartered accountant. The following show is brought to you by MTN Business. Everywhere you go, MTN. Welcome to the Big Small Business Show, the show for all our fantastic entrepreneurs out there. And some of those entrepreneurs are doing well by doing good. And one of those entrepreneurs is in fact in studio with us today. Her name is Tumi Mabitsela. She's from Impilo Mobile. She founded the company in 2016 and offers mobile healthcare in the form of pop-up clinics to communities all over South Africa. Tumi also has teams in Botswana and Kenya. Let's have a look. Mbila Mobile is a registered company that provides primary healthcare services to urban, semi-urban and rural areas to help bridge a gap in access to quality healthcare. The business was founded in 2016 by Tumi Babitzela who saw a gap in the market through her personal experience in government healthcare centers. What led me to start this business was when I left formal employment in 2013 and no longer having medical aid and having an experience of the congested clinics and waiting in long queues. And that actually sparked the idea of bringing something like this that comes to the people. We grew the most in COVID simply because our business was responsive and relevant to the pandemic and being in the healthcare sector. So it was a great blessing for us. The business currently has nine permanent employees and 30 temporary employees. Their last annual turnover was around 1.7 million rands in the last financial year. Like any other entrepreneurs, Dumi has experienced several challenges along the way. I have experienced a lot of challenges and difficulties along the way simply because this is a social enterprise and it's a very new concept to South Africa and most people are used to conventional NGOs instead of a for-profit company that has a social cause. Despite the challenges, Dumi aims at taking her business to the next level and therefore seeks guidance from Milan. The next step that we'd like to take is scale our business into other countries. We are currently in Botswana and Kenya, but we'd like to do more of our work in other African countries. So the current guidance that we would need from Elon would be for him to assist us. Being a business-to-business -business model that doesn't make the patients pay. In fact, we seek partnership from the private sector to partner with us on this impact and investment. We would like more ideas and more ways in penetrating and having more support from the current private sector and using us as a service provider to actually carry out the impact work. Welcome to me. Thank you, Elan. Social enterprise, someone who's making profit and doing good. Yes. Right, great. Um, I think we need more of those uh, in South Africa, uh, across the world, in, in fact. So your, your current clientele, how have you got your current clientele, including the ones in Botswana and Kenya, how have you got them? It is purely by reaching out to the so-called decision makers, in my view, um, whether it is via LinkedIn or clients that I have in mind and brands that I would sort the person that I think is most relevant to reach out to. 
And what's the sales cycle like? So you, you get hold of me, and how long does it take before I, I actually sign something? I'm actually laughing because it's very, very long. It requires a lot of patience, especially when you're working with bigger organizations because, you know, there's various communication channels to actually go through to actually get to even the right people. So sometimes who you reach out to is not the person that you are looking for. So 6, 12, 18 months? Which 12 to 18, to be honest. Yeah. Okay. And, and when, when you are out there selling you know, your, your um, pillow mobile, how do you differentiate from somebody else? Because there are many mobile clinics. So what, what do you say is Mpilo is different to others because of? The social cause <coughs> that we have and our primary objective is to bridge the gap in access to quality healthcare, whereas the other's value proposition is bringing just the medical services to the people regardless of whether there is a facility nearby or not. So just explain that a bit more. So strategically positioning the pop-up clinics closer to the people, whereas other players in the industry don't care where they set up. So we go to where the people are, where there's challenges in accessibility. Okay, and just practically speaking, um, what does that mean? Roads, I issues with roads, with access from a, they can't get to clinics or? Roads access, distance yeah. and infrastructure around and that could be in any setting whether it's in a semi-urban area or even urban or even rural you can have a township that has poor access simply because the current facility is decongested and it's too full and there's too many people to serve. Why would somebody in Kenya not use a local service provider? Why would they use a South African one? So we would actually partner with somebody who is local just to get over that hurdle exactly where in which you're asking why not local. So we would have a special purpose vehicle that is local. And what value do you bring to them? What IP do you bring to them? It's basically a model that's tried and tens tested with all the standard operating procedures and we share what we have. It's a simple plug and play. You bring the service to the people, that's it, nothing else. And is it a permanent SPV or, uh, or is, it, is it, in other words, once a project's finished, what stops them from taking all your IP and off they go now and compete? Actually, that would be advisable because it is a social cause. And the more people replicate this, it's about the services to the people. Mpilo Mobile can never have enough resources to service anybody. So by all means, let the next person take what we've taught them and replicate it. And, and will that not impact your ability to remain sustainable? Not exactly. If ever we have set terms that we agree upon in terms of the duration of the contract and what happens thereafter, I don't see us adver that adversely impacting us um, going forward. Okay, so I've, I've heard, uh, well, I could ask questions all day, but in, in terms of our show, we've, we've only got a few minutes left. So let me give you some of my thoughts around uh, what I'm thinking right now. You could see I was pushing for what is your USP, your unique selling proposition. You could see I was trying to understand the model and your, your, even your sales cycle and how you, you, uh, you get clients. What I'm particularly excited to hear is that you reach out and you call and you aggressively seek the, the business. Very often the person sitting in that chair is too afraid to do that. I do not read that in you. I read you as in com completely confident to, to go out and get the work. Um, 
I love the fact that you have got a social cause. Um, I think it's real. I think it's there's gravita. You know, it, it's not just uh, on the surface. I think that it's real. But the question for for me to for you to consider and to think about is in terms of the long-term sustainability of of the the business and the long-term growth and and therefore the long-term impact. You've got to be thinking in a slightly different manner. And as someone who runs a social enterprise as well, I do too, um, you, you have to think about what is the cost base, you know, with nine people and 30 uh, uh, semi-permanent or contractors, um, and what is the impact you have there, and what is it with 90 and 300, you know, 90 people and 300. And when you have 90 and 300, that means you have to have structures of management does management have to be housed they have to have a s table and a chair and they have to drink coffee and they and so there's a cost of infrastructure as as the business scales if the pricing and the model cannot cannot s sustain the cost of scaling those businesses generally go up and then they implode in on themselves they become not top heavy they become middle heavy mm -hmm. and they implode on themselves so where, where I'd like you to, to sort of think about is if you were doing these relationships, SPVs in Kenya and, and uh, Botswana, etc., is if there is a, a form of post-project um, revenue, in other words, we hand over the IP mm -hmm. and after the project we're there effectively to make sure there's skills transfer, the quality measures are in place, but our relationship is more long-term in Impilo Mobile, or Impil maybe it's Impilo, mm -hmm. because you'd have mobile and other various branches in your, your, your um, brand construct. That Impilo then is the, the quality control, the methodology, the standard operating procedures, et cetera, et cetera. And we have a continuous revenue, whether it's at a top, a top number or a bottom number, there's a continuous revenue source moving into the future. And I'm doing that just for, for two reasons. The first reason is obviously to make more money into the future and have a long, longer tail to, to the effort up front, which would support that middle, that management into the future. But secondly, and, and probably more importantly, when you are going to get new work and you say, I've done work in Kenya and now I have not any more, versus here's a portfolio of all the different places I am working. Mm -hmm. It changes the probability of you closing a new deal. Okay, mm -hmm. it reduces the risk for a, a new person working with you because I'm already in Kenya, I'm still there, I've got a tr uh, track record there right now. I don't have to worry uh, how you're gonna come here and set up and with whom, etc. it's already in place. So you will increase the probability of your sale by having that in place. So that will serve you in, in two ways. So just think about that as, a, as a, uh, something to do. And the last thing here is uh, I would drive more around what that thing is that you provide the third party, that USP, that IP, that intellectual property that you have, that methodology, mm -hmm. that training, and build more on that. So you act more in a, in a weird way as a franchise, mm -hmm. and you enable others. That means more impact, but it keeps you financially stable uh, into the future. Otherwise, you will fall prey, unfortunately, to a classical 
um, curve, which is that. And you see these businesses, they go up, they hit a certain level of complexity, okay. the cost structures do not hold, and the businesses collapse. And that's classic scale um, theory, is that these businesses collapse without doing that. So that's what I've left you to think about. Uh, that's uh, my mobile clinic for today. I hope that helped. It really did. That was just massive empowerment and a lot of thought-provoking. So I really think we're going to succeed with that piece of advice. Thank you, Elon. Thank you to me and uh, best of luck. And I love uh, what you do. Thanks. And uh, I love what I do. We'll be right back straight after this. <laughs>